<clears throat> I know we shouldn't use filters on Instagram, but doesn't it just make you feel better? I still feel ugly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. Wow. Yeah, you can upload that because the the listeners are going to see exactly what was being recorded no. as they listen to this podcast. Yeah, I don't think I should actually. Not because you look ugly, but because I look ugly. Yeah, can I say? Yeah. You look really hunched over. Like you. I look like a, a man. A, yeah, a, a man. man. Yeah. Okay, sorry, listeners. Taylor's going to delete the video. I've just deleted it. Sorry, I'm just on our Instagram page and I was going to say, we're just recording a podcast, but you know what? <laughs> Fuck you. You can just be surprised when it comes out on Thursday. Yeah, I mean, we both look how we feel right now. That's actually. Not speaking for myself. No, that's offensive, but completely accurate. Yeah. It really is. Do you feel like shit? yeah yeah because you look it thank you yeah so well, it's my third coffee and it's two o'clock so. oh this is only my second which is quite good for me what wow. time is it breakfast lunch and dinner yeah yeah i know i'm on lunch right now but <laughs> oh my god no that's not very nice to say that okay um so we were just having a conversation um about everything that's going on on instagram right now because mm. um i'm currently being cancelled yeah that's so fun <laughs> well actually i was being cancelled and then you brought it back i i i sprung back um and <laughs> yeah cancel culture is upon us yeah and it really is coming for me hard um yeah I'm it's kind of fantastic get, i'm gonna get royally fucked yeah royally fucked tell everyone t- tell everyone what what this hate is on instagram that you're currently getting okay so it all started out with a wonderful show called broke boys oh, I love um broke boys. we love broke boys me and taylor have always been massive fans of them we've worked mm-hmm. with them before they're just like the group of people are just fucking lovely like we love them agreed um the saturday just gone sorry sunday just gone they had their first show after two years of obviously covid it was the first indoor show of the year everybody was really hyped um and after the show unfortunately there was a lot of hatred towards the brand um and things that happened at the show nothing i'm actually really going to get involved in because a lot of it i don't necessarily agree with but it is what it is Mm. um so i saw a post on slamber city now if you are a car person that's been in the car scene for a couple of years you will know what slamber is do you know what slamber is it's a hate group <laughs> yeah but did you know the old slamber yeah i do used to send me screenshots all the time i was flabbergasted yeah i i used to get put in there like quite a bit but mm. it was not a lot of people knew who i was so it was on a much a much smaller scale yeah um and then somehow i'm pretty sure there was like two hundred thousand people in that group and it somehow got deleted and now there's a new group up with like thirty thousand followers uh or subscribers whatever it is you call it on facebook just filled with cunts basically it's just where everybody goes to fucking hate on people anyway long story short i saw a post that was basically ripping the shit out of broke boys and as much as i love broke boys i was just like this is not fucking okay so i put the smallest smallest comment basically just showing my support for them and not understanding why people were complaining about what they were complaining about um and from that a lot of people were arguing back to me about what I'd said and I was pretty much ignoring it. I just, I'm not here for arguments. I'm not, I don't go to the internet for arguments with people. I just, you know, I let people argue with me and then I just sit back and observe. Yeah. Um, but this one guy came for me and he was like, um, weren't you that girl that did 
and I'm not gonna say what it is because it's not fucking true and I'm not bringing it back up again. And I was like, oh, that was a rumor, but like, yes, that's, I'm that girl. Um, and from that, it just completely fucking spiraled and I had like five or six people that were kind of just like coming for me in the comments and I was like, look, I am not fucking here for this. I really can't be fucking bothered. So I deleted the comment which deleted the thread. The guy that originally put the comment then decided to screenshot all of my stuff and put it up on a separate post on Slamber. At this point in time, we are at just over 300 comments, don't know how many likes or shares or whatever, um, of people just ripping the fucking shit out of me. And like when I say these these comments, they're not just like, oh my god, she's so ugly, oh she's like fat, or like she's just disgusting, she's got a big nose and like big teeth, whatever. It's like derogatory comments. Derogatory Des- comments, is that the word? Um, well, I'd say borderline um fucked up well not borderline they are fucked up they are fucked up if they were commenting on how ugly on how ugly you were Mm -hmm. like yeah i'd be like yeah you're right yeah comment facts yeah like spit some more truths yeah like that's my favorite song literally um but But they're not no they are like trigger warning trigger warning yeah yeah. this is a proper trigger warning um so if you don't want to listen then uh skip forward like a minute or so yeah so these comments are saying about how like kind of how like the the job that you do like mm-hmm. you deserve to be raped and you deserve to be sexually harassed and you deserve to be sexually assaulted uh-huh um and it's basically just people wishing rape on sophie uh-huh um it's very odd it's very very fucked up so that's currently what is happening to me right now however i say i'm being cancelled on the internet i'm being cancelled on slamber like who gives a fuck about but are you are you really though you know i'm gonna take that i'm talking about you i'm uh, yeah you know what um but i have had and no word of a fucking lie probably about 300 messages in the past 24 hours of people saying how fucking disgusting it is how they can't believe this and everybody is so shocked by these comments and you know what is so bad we're just not shocked. I'm not shocked no. by them. I, like, I just read them with the most platonic look on my face because I'm just not that shocked because although everybody else is seeing this and they're like, what the fuck is this? What the hell is going on? This was everything I received or I have been receiving for over two years. From Ali G. From Ali G, yeah. yeah um, because of, you know, what I do for a job and how I pro- like present myself on social media. Like that causes those comments and it's something that i've had to deal with for fucking ages and i'm just not shocked by them anymore it's sad because so we have like engagement groups for our essays creator brand uh-huh. and um they were all like uh screenshotting and sending in messages saying that's disgusting how are you sophie are you okay mm-hmm. and i was reading these messages and i know what sophie was thinking mm-hmm. like we were both just like i i have not put anything on my stories i have not got involved not because I don't care about it. If anything, if I make a comment about it, mm-hmm. I'll, I will take it to the next level. I don't mean take it to the next level as in be rude. I mean take it to the next level as in, like, call these motherfuckers out yeah. to, to the extreme. I don't have the energy. No, and that's why I, I never replied to anything that was on that slamber thread. Like, nothing at all. I think I reacted to one comment of one guy who tagged me and called me a dickhead. I just love reacted it. That's that's the only thing I did. Literally. Because I just don't have the fucking energy. Like, what am I going to do? Sit there and argue with people and be like, no, I didn't do this. Like, who gives a fuck if they believe me or not? Yeah, like, like, I just don't who care. Who fucking cares? Yeah. But this is this is the point I was getting at. So the reason why is it's not just because I can't be bothered, but it's because I know how desensitised I am mm-hmm. and you are to uh-huh. these com- and I know these comments aren't being said to me but they 
have previously been said to me. Yeah. And I just know that the way that we handle it is just fucking... Just be like, oh, boring. Okay. Yeah. So boring. And that's really sad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's really, like... That we've had to experience this so much that we just that don't... Not, it doesn't no. shock us anymore. Like, the thing that's shocking us is the amount of people that have Yeah, because you. I'm thinking, like, wow, you know what? This actually is fucked up. This like, is actually a problem. Like, this is actually an issue. And you know what? I've had so many fucking people come to me and say, you need to go to the police about this. Like, mm. this is disgusting. But the sad truth of it, that when we went to the police, when this was happening before, they sat me down and they told me, look, I'm really sorry. There's nothing we can do about this because it's on the internet. The only time we can do something is when somebody shows up on your doorstep and they start threatening you or if you get hurt. Or if it's a threat to your life. The Mm -hmm. things that they're saying, is it a threat to your life? Obviously, these comments about... um, say like wishing Mm -hmm. rape on you and whatnot are horrible when they're fucked up but unless they're saying i am going to come to your house and kill you they don't give a fuck yeah it's 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 such a fucking gray area Mm. and it's so weird you know what the problem is is anybody can say anything they want on the internet anything at all and they can get away with it because they won't get banged out yeah can you imagine them actually saying it to you in person? Can you can you imagine if some lad walked over to me and was like you deserve to be fucking assaulted raped whatever i'd be like (laughs) 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 so yeah i just i I feel like that was like a good thing to just touch upon because Mm -hmm. i know anyone that's like listening to this might be like interested to kind of know how you're feeling about it Uh and and where your stance is but generally speaking the desensitization to this problem means that i just don't don't care care. (laughs) yeah which is it's a sad truth but it is what it is um also again just for the last fucking time i've never accused anyone of anything so just stay out the fuck stay out of my fucking life my dms just just leave me alone leave me alone if if you listen to any of the other podcasts you'll know who accused who of what and it wasn't Mm -hmm. sophie yeah it was taylor come (laughs) come for taylor literally it was not sophie Uh i have my opinion on the situation sophie has hers the difference is i will i will fucking voice it Uh uh-huh because it's just it's it's better that way it's better it's better one of us say it Mm -hmm. it isn't gonna be me and i have um so we are going to talk about something a bit different you know usually we come to this podcast and we talk about our horror stories you know the boys we're seeing um you know the the reasons people hate us and you know we just talk about that shit yeah but we're gonna get a bit deep today because i feel like it links quite nicely into what we just touched upon Mm -hmm. like when we talk about being desensitized to the hate and we talk about how um people being nasty to us or um, us being able to tell our stories doesn't bother us mm-hmm. well I mean a lot of that stems from experiencing a lot of it so obviously uh-huh. we, we don't we don't really care but and when I say that me and Taylor have experienced a lot of it we have experienced a lot because we haven't just been I'm, I'm going to use the word bullied I don't yeah. really like that word but I'm going to use it anyway we haven't just been bullied on the internet you know in the, over the past couple of years we were both so heavily bullied right from school absolutely yeah like, and completely. that is like one of the main reasons why we are so desensitized to it now because we've mm. just it's, it's been our whole fucking life and like that's that's one of the reasons why we became friends because mm-hmm. like you were getting like um isolated uh-huh. in like year like eight year or whatever eight, nine, yeah because yeah. we, we, we so me and sophie for anyone that doesn't know like we've been friends for about 17 18 years mm-hmm. but when we got actually close and when we became actual best friends was like year eight when you started getting isolated because people were bullying you Mm -hmm. i was getting bullied but it wasn't by that group but it was also by that group yeah it was just more i was in it and i didn't have anyone else type Mm -hmm. of thing so i kind of just dealt with it um 
So when I started realising that Sophie was getting isolated by these people, that's when um, I started talking to you more and we started yeah. like kind of bonding on the fact that these people were not treating us fairly or treating yeah. us very nicely. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we kind of just gravitated uh, yeah, towards really each other weird, because of that. Yeah, like we just we just became friends. Right, like, like, we're just proper, like yeah. proper friends, yeah. Um, yeah, that's our life story, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but all of this, like, the reason why we go back to that is because it stems from what we deal with now, mm-hmm. where we're in the same situation and we get the... Not... You know what? Sophie gets it way fucking worse than me. <laughs> I used to get it really, really bad when I first started OnlyFans and I first got into the industry because no one knew anything about it. Mm-hmm. And I was one of the first people in my hometown for people to kind of start understanding yeah. what the fuck it is and i think you got bullied because people didn't understand it because people thought it was wrong there was such a gray area like yeah you know as much as sex work isn't normalized right now it's so much more normalized than when you first thought it started only fans yeah absolutely but the type of hate that i got was towards that the type of hate mm-hmm. that you get is like so it's like maximizes like excelled like it's yeah. just it's insane mm-hmm. like it's literally fucking insane but we are actually when we talk about we're going to get deep in this podcast mm-hmm. to get on to the actual the actual subject we're talking about therapy mm-hmm. and i have been going to therapy for the last three months um or j- just over three months and we just figured it was a good idea to kind of start from the beginning of our therapy like sessions mm-hmm. um and kind of answer questions that any of you guys might be actually wondering but sophie wants to ask me questions about it and how i fully got into it because we haven't had the conversation she knows that I do it but we don't talk about what I talk about yeah we never talk about it and she doesn't know how I got into it she doesn't know how I found it she doesn't know how I started it um so we just figured what better way to actually answer these questions than to do it on the podcast so you guys can also listen to them Mm -hmm. um and to be honest therapy has helped me grow as a person like you would not fucking believe before therapy i didn't have personal boundaries i didn't have sexual well i did have sexual boundaries but i didn't know how to have them respected and i didn't know how to put them forward in a way that people would listen to me mm-hmm. there's going to be that odd person that continues to not listen to you and that has been discovered within you know um experiences and situations but generally speaking if you do have boundaries in place in all aspects of your life you will have them treated respectfully uh-huh. but you have to tell people how to treat you you can't expect respect and, I'll and that's what you, i've learned i'll tell you what so i haven't been to therapy i started thinking about therapy after you told me that you started going mm. um and you know i have a lot of issues in my life which i know i need to deal with mm. um and i want to deal with but <laughs> your therapy has helped me <laughs> so much like i'm gonna go back to friday night dinner because if i hadn't had taylor talk to me and the two or three conversations we've had about her therapy and her telling me about how she's put these boundaries in place and how she doesn't let people walk all over her my relationship with friday night dinner would have gone the complete fucking opposite way i would have let him walk all over me i probably would still be speaking to him now Mm. because i would have let everything that he he did and said to me i would have let it go i would have just gone oh this is normal i'll deal with it but because i'd listened to taylor go no you need to put these boundaries in place don't let people walk all over you you have your own mind and you you should have these boundaries in place with people my mindset completely changed and i just think like from the couple of conversations that i had with taylor about it like you really really affected my mindset what could be changed by me actually going to therapy and having a therapist that's mental because you've mm-hmm. never actually said that to me before well you're like my idol 
I try my best. I'm just joking. Wow, that just hurt my feelings. Uh, <laughs> I'm just joking. You're not my idol. I don't even like you. No, I guess you kind of are. Just like a little bit. Like I do look up to you a lot. I just, just like. Joke. I guess you kind of. I are. just don't wish I was you because I. You are uglier than me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. I'm not bullying her, please. <laughs> oh, so Imagine us just talking that. about bullying and then me bullying you. <laughs> wow. That's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. No, I, 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 I don't know. I'm, I, I'm taken back by the fact that you said that. But it's also she's nice. She's gonna cry. She's crying. I'm she's welling cry. up. I'm crying. She's welling I'm, up. I'm blushing. Mm-hmm. Um, because. I knew that the conversation... I didn't know the conversations helped. I knew that you took what I said and, and you, like, implemented it. But I, yeah, imagine I didn't, if I listened to you more. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> that would be so cool. Yeah. Um, but I didn't realise that you actually took something from them. I thought you just did what I said that you should do and then you uh-huh. can't, and it just kind of worked out. I and didn't realise it what, helped. The one thing that I think about when I think about your therapy and the way that it affected me is that one conversation I had with Friday Night Dinner when he told me that he didn't like the fact that I was seeing other people. Yes. And I fully sat there and went, if you don't like that, that is for you to deal with. I'm going to carry on doing my thing because that's what I want to do. That's my boundaries. You know everything that I'm doing. I'm being honest. I'm being straight up with you. You are putting yourself in this situation and that, that that's all I can do. And I would never have done that. I would have rolled over and gone, okay, I'll be exclusive with you. I'll stop seeing everyone else. I'll stop seeing everybody else, you know, to keep him because I had that kind of dependency on men. Bitch, no. That is my favourite fucking song. That is my favourite song. What Sophie is explaining right there, for anyone that didn't quite grasp that... Sorry, I was blubbering a little bit. No, no, because if anyone hadn't listened to one of the podcasts about Friday Night Dinner, they wouldn't have fully understood what you mean by him having control over who Mm -hmm. you're seeing basically one thing that i've learned from therapy and my therapist didn't teach me this but this is what i took away from the boundaries and this is what i took away from talking to her Mm -hmm. is if someone doesn't like what you do but you're not directly affecting them what they're doing is they're putting their emotions and their responsibility for their health Mm -hmm. and their decisions and the way that they feel about a situation on you the one thing that you need to take away from this is if someone doesn't like something that you do, you're not responsible for the fact that they don't like it. It doesn't, it, you're not responsible for it. Mm-hmm. So for instance, our job. Uh-huh. We're not responsible for our partner not being comfortable with our job. They either take that responsibility on themselves and they do something about it. If that means leave, uh, they leave uh-huh. they have to leave but you can't make a decision mm-hmm. to make someone else's feelings your responsibility because they are not that doesn't mean you should disregard anyone mm-hmm. and that does not mean that you should be a cunt to anyone it doesn't uh-huh. mean that you should disrespect anyone and their feelings but it also does mean that you can't take responsibility for how someone feels if you are not doing it directly to affect them sing it from the rooftop sis it's that's, the, that's one of the things so when I was seeing the two guys when I was seeing Loverboy and when I was seeing Liar Boyfriend mm-hmm. I was seeing them both at the same time and they both knew that they both put themselves in that situation if then they then suddenly were not okay with it they, can they had every right to take themselves out of that situation which they had put themselves in completely mm-hmm. but I was I was fine with the situation and so I continued 
with my feelings, my emotions in the situation that I had myself in. Mm-hmm. Anyone else, that's their, that's their decision. Mm-hmm. No one has to be okay with it, but you don't have to be responsible for what they're not okay with. I'm learning so much right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the reason we started talking about this topic is because you just brought up about the fact that you'd had therapy this morning before you came over. And it was, and it was I, a good session. Yeah, you, mm. you, you look like you're glowing, honey. Thank you. Um, and I said, oh, I still haven't found a therapist. If I'm going to be honest with you, I want to go to therapy so fucking bad. I know how much I need it. Mm. But I am letting my own anxiety of speaking to someone and opening up to someone stop me from getting a therapist. Yeah. Like, I've just put it off. Like, And I know I need to sort it out, but I'm just putting it off. So my question was, um, so when you found a therapist, like, what was your first conversation? Like, how did that go? Like, how do you know what to talk about? Because I, I don't have anything wrong with my life. Like... My life is fucking good. I have money. I have my own place. I have my friends and family. I have everything that I could possibly want. Mm-hmm. But I have other deeper issues which I know I didn't have closure for. How do you go to someone and say, there's nothing actually wrong with my life. Like, uh, you know, I, there's nobody abusive in my life. I'm not going through any kind of trauma mm-hmm. to an extent. Like, what do you talk about? So that whole sentence is brilliant from the question to what you said Mm -hmm. me and my therapist spoke about exactly what you just said i never went to her and said i don't have any wrong with my with with my life like currently Mm -hmm. but these are the problems she was like no any person that says i don't have anything wrong with my life are the exact people that need to go to therapy Mm -hmm. because you say that you haven't got anything wrong with your life Mm -hmm. But I know from conversations with you, and obviously I don't know everyone that's listening to this, I don't know what their circumstances are, but I know your circumstances. Uh And although you have the money, you have the cars, you have the friends, you have the family, you have the love, you have the support, Mm -hmm. you do have that. You also have underlying issues with those situations. Yeah. You have them. I'm laughing right now because it's so fucking true. Yeah. So you you do have those those really good things. Uh but you have negative things with those mm-hmm. and therapy isn't about fixing things that aren't broken yeah because your relationship with your ex it's not broken mm-hmm. you're in a healthy place your relationship with your your mum and your family and your sisters and everyone mm-hmm. else not broken mm-hmm. but there are underlying issues in these situations uh-huh. and therapy isn't to fix those things it's to teach you to understand why they happen and how you can set boundaries in place to make you happier in those those situations. That's it's not to, it's not to fix them. Brilliant. Yeah. It's Incredible. To, it's to build you. That's what therapy is for. It's if anyone thinks I need to go to therapy because this has happened to me and I need to fix it, you don't you'll never fix the thing that's happened. Mm-hmm. You learn how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. And I don't mean deal with it as in accept it and move on. I mean, deal with it as in understand why it's happened. Uh-huh. That is what therapy is for. That not is the to thesis. Fix, not to fix things. So to answer your question, when you go to therapy, mm-hmm. to bring it back to the beginning, the way that you find a therapist is so easy. Yeah, see, that's the thing. How do you find someone? How do you find the right person? Right, okay. So finding the right therapist is like finding the right hairdresser, nail technician, makeup artist. 
the first time that you go to therapy you might not always click with your therapist Mm -hmm. it's like shopping you literally and they know this the therapists know this you go for an initial session with them Mm -hmm. the way that you find them is you can literally google therapists in my local area counselors in my local area there's also something called a counseling directory Mm -hmm. you go on that type in your address it will come up with people close to you if you want them to be close to you you Mm -hmm. can do it all on facetime now it's i do mine on on facetime Mm -hmm. like it's it's really easy and it's still really effective so you that's first of all how you find it you can literally just google it when you have the initial conversation with that therapist this is the conversation where you are gauging whether you click with them or not again they know this already because they're trying to click with you therapists don't want to work with people then they're not they're not clicking with Mm -hmm. not because they're picky but because they can't help someone that they aren't vibing with Uh because therapy is a really intimate thing and if you're sitting there with a therapist and they're asking you a question you go no you just don't like if you don't don't talk to you telling them the answer that's not going to work yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and they can sense that and they will they a good therapist will say to you like i i'm not the right therapist for you but there is another one i can give you the number for this i can give you the email for this or go onto this website and find another one mm-hmm. it, it's as easy as that it really is about finding the person that you vibe with i was so lucky the first ever conversation i had with my therapist we clicked straight away i felt comfortable straight away mm-hmm. that doesn't happen for everyone and i i'm not going back on what i've just said about you've got to find the right one when i say click straight away the therapist that you originally speak to could be the therapist that you stay with Mm -hmm. but being comfortable and opening up to them could take a while Mm -hmm. that's something to keep in mind as well just because you don't open up on your first session doesn't mean you won't open up it's just about reading the room and finding the vibe with them which you will know from the first session Mm -hmm. but they'll they'll lead the conversation if you need them to like if if you don't know what what to say to them if you say i've never done this before i know that i need help i know that i want to talk to someone i know that i i have underlying issues with my life but i don't know exactly what and i don't know how to start this they will say okay what are you thinking about right now that made you want to come to this session and then something will come to your head so for instance like for me it would be like my mum mm-hmm. and then they'll be like what about your mum yeah and then they'll say something about your mum and then you'll say well this happened the other day or when i was a child and then they'll they will dig into that but all you have to do is initiate some form of a sentence and they will help you guide the rest of the way but they will always make you feel like you're in control and as long as they do they're a good therapist i think that is the one question i couldn't answer if they said what is it you you feel like you need help with Mm. i'd be like i have no fucking idea Mm. like I could go into all the things with like you know my family and like past relationships and things like that but you know I don't know what what help I need for that they that's their job yeah I guess like honestly like this is why therapy is so fucking good because Mm. you can literally talk to them and just say this sentence that I just said Mm -hmm. where it's like my family what is it about your family how did they make you feel? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't feel appreciated when I do nice things for them sometimes. Uh-huh. Or I don't feel appreciated if I lend them money and, and then I know that they're not going to pay me back for it, but I just feel like they're using me and they don't actually love... They'll click onto that. Uh-huh. They, will, they will take that mm-hmm. and they will try and connect it to why you're feeling the way you're feeling. Yeah. They'll start asking you about your work because your money comes from your work. Once they start asking you about your work, they'll figure out what stresses do you have with your work? How do you feel about your work? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, you don't feel appreciated appreciated at work well this links back to your family Uh and then they start building this 
like mm. you they start building you and then you start to understand yourself and then you start talking about more things i think what my biggest fear would be is me like opening up to someone and then like telling them like how i feel and and what i believe is you know kind of like the things i need help and, and closure with mm. um and then them just going well hmm, that's not really it's not really an issue is it like yeah so a good therapist will yeah I suppose never, it comes to the therapist. yeah they will never ever disregard what you're saying mm. because it might not be a sore subject for them or a pain point for them or they might not uh, ever have gone through that in their lives but they are trained and you are not the only person Mm -hmm. that they have spoken to with that problem Mm -hmm. if they're talking to you about a situation a financial situation Uh they've got another client that is going through a financial situation Mm -hmm. they have learned something from and they are able to help you with that same thing yeah like just remember you are not the only person with well with 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 issues to Mm -hmm. put it completely bluntly you're not you're not the only one and they they deal with more than just you yes because i never thought about that that's actually a really good point yeah Mm -hmm. so if if anyone's ever scared like with that like being disregarded Mm -hmm. no good therapist will ever disregard you all they'll do is dig deeper in a a positive way Mm -hmm. to figure out what links that problem to your everyday life wow yeah absolutely incredible yeah therapy is incredible and when you when you find the right therapist it's fucking it's life-changing mm-hmm. like i couldn't go without it now like i used to go every single week and it's only just in the last week that i've started going once every two weeks instead because i was so dependent on it and i was so dependent on every tuesday i was like i need it i was like i i'm it got to like fucking friday and i'm like oh my god i've got the whole weekend and monday before i have my session on tuesday and that that dependency on it was me still desperate to learn myself so what was it that you were dependent on like just being able to have that rant and just just talk about whatever it was you wanted with that therapist or you craved the stuff that they would say to you to make you feel better no because therapists shouldn't enable you enable you Mm -hmm. if what you're saying is negative or uh self-sabotaging they will not enable you if a good therapist will um be straight up they'll they'll tell you they'll Mm -hmm. tell you well this is what your problem is this is how you can solve it you haven't done that okay well we need to work on that this is what you need to reflect on this week so it's never a case of um i was desperate i was i was dependent on them telling me what i needed to hear Mm -hmm. because a good therapist will never tell you what you need to hear they'll tell you what is is necessary They'll, Mm -hmm. they'll tell you how to deal with it um but no what i was desperate for and the dependency that i was on was someone that finally listened to me and gave me actual not advice because they don't give you advice either they someone that just listened to me and actually picked apart where I come from mm-hmm. where I couldn't do that with anyone else like you know my upbringing and uh-huh. like you know you, you've witnessed firsthand like how I've been treated and all that sort of thing as a, mm-hmm. a as a family member but you can't give me that professional advice on why that affects me in my adult life. Yeah. The dependency that I had was understanding how that affects me in my work life, mm-hmm. how that affects me in my relationships. And now I've come to realise that I have been a codependent for for romantic yeah. relationships. See, again, you saying this is what actually made me realise because I, I have been through like my shit after you've had your therapy and I've it's made me sit down and think about why I act the way I do and like this is going to get really deep but it actually made me realize again from like what you had said to me 
I said to you, I was like, I can't understand why I can't let my ex go. Mm. And we had this conversation. It was very brief, but we had this conversation. I said, I just don't understand why I'm so dependent on him. Like, now I, I just realise I'm in love with him. And, like, that's the, that's the thing. But it made me realise that because of all the issues I'd had with my dad, because I'd been left by my dad, yeah. I was then dependent on, my, on the closest male to me. And I didn't let him go because... That like, I'm scared of losing him. I'm scared of not having that dependable person in my life. Yeah, and like completely. if you hadn't gone to therapy and we hadn't had those conversations, I would never have thought about that. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't always work like that for people. It isn't always to do with your parents. Mm-hmm. Generally speaking, it is. A lot of stuff comes from your parents. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because what you get treated as and the experiences that you have of a child mm-hmm. as a child shapes you because uh-huh. they're the only experiences that you have to connect your now life Uh compared to your previous life Mm -hmm. and that is a a really good example of you know what we spoke about on on what you need to speak about in therapy Uh like the way that you um are dependent on on your ex you're not dependent on him Mm -hmm. as you come to realize it was more a a psychological thing than anything else that was something that i thought about like quite a a while ago yeah now i've because i thought about that because i've then put those things in place i now know how to deal with that and I know, now know how to set my ban- boundaries and, and feel kind of like closure better, towards that, that yeah. thing. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? Completely. But without therapy, you yeah. just you just don't. And you know, therapy doesn't work for everyone, but mm-hmm. at least fucking try it. Yeah. Like, at least try it. Like, my dad, he's, so, he's completely against it. He's so against therapy, it's unbelievable. He's the type of person that says, well, I don't need therapy. His mum died when he was fucking... Um, 18 years old his brother died when he was 14 years old like he has these you know these underlying Mm -hmm. issues he was in the fucking fire service he was in the RAF like he's seen people dead he's seen people actually not be alive Uh and burn and all that and he's the one person that needs therapy but he won't go because he's had one bad experience with a therapist or mm-hmm. two bad experiences with with the same therapist just that he didn't click with them no no, no with, with the stuff that they were saying oh i see but because he had that bad experience it's put him off so the reason why i say this guys is because anyone that has had a bad experience and you actually have gone to therapy and you have actually tried it you just had the wrong therapist Uh that was literally it you just had the wrong one because not all of them work the same and not all of them will work for you and how you think and feel Mm -hmm. the whole point of therapy is that we all think and feel differently Uh and that's about learning yourself and you can't do that if you've got the wrong person that you're talking to so inspirational thank you but yeah no therapist should enable you to be a bad person Mm -hmm. like my therapist like if ever i'm talking about work or anything like that instead of her being like yeah you know what taylor like you're 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 right like you're doing so much no she'll be like well what is it that you're doing that is making other people not be better and this is like only fan stuff this is like actual like i'm like being stressed with money and stuff like that making sure that like everything's getting through onto the business and making sure that i'm investing the money correctly she's like that's that's your responsibility mm-hmm. what is it that you can do better and then obviously i'm not going to talk about my therapy session so i'm not going to go into it more than that but then that's how it sparks a conversation and then i think i'm not taking full responsibility for my actions and what i have control over i can't control the outer circle of my life but what i can control is what i do mm-hmm. and with with those conversations with that therapy i've realized that i wasn't taking full responsibility for what i can do better and again 
a, a good therapist will not enable you to do worse. They will only enable you to do better. Be right back, going to find a counsellor. Yeah. <laughs> a therapist, whatever. Oh, God. Yeah. I feel like this is a this is an important um, this is an important episode. Yeah, it is like a really good thing to talk about. I mean, just from this short conversation we've had, I mean, it's definitely helped me. And it kind of makes me feel like a little bit less anxious to like find a therapist and actually like go forward with that conversation. And it's just the initial finding the right person and then mm. having them understand me a bit better, which is what makes me anxious, not the actual going through the therapy yeah I, I feel like it's the it's the initial stages of finding one and having the initial mm-hmm. conversation which people for some people that's like a lot of admin that's like a lot that's yeah. like a lot to do like people feel like they don't have time to do it mm-hmm. it's so easy the mm-hmm. way that i found my therapist is i went on the um counseling directory i emailed she emailed back we organized a call the next day that was it i was like i want you i like you we click straight away mm. it was as easy as that and it can be as easy as that for anyone else listening as well like honestly it's you don't have to open up to them in the first session either like if you're scared and you need time to warm up you just they'll, they'll know that yeah. they're, they're fully aware of that if anything they want time to warm up to you as well mm-hmm. like they don't want to go straight into well some of them will but not all of them are going to go straight into it with you yeah so you haven't got to worry about opening up straight away just mm-hmm. it's like finding a partner just sieve it out date a couple of therapists <laughs> speed date them just yeah. message a couple of them at a time get a couple of appointments like booked in like mm-hmm. the initial like consultation should be free anyway so it's not like you're spending money yeah like it's, it's free to do it so yeah that's my that's my advice guys I, I think it's a and i think that's some incredible advice that you know everybody should take a piece of it <laughs> thank you uh, take a slice of the pizza there's plenty to go around there's fucking loads we ordered seven yeah <laughs> so we are going to end it there because she's kind of answered all of my questions like the main questions that i had Mm. but if you do have any questions um do write in to the never would i ever podcast uh instagram page which is nwie podcast literally any questions that you have if Mm -hmm. we can answer them we will i say we um (laughs) but taylor will i am actually going to try and make it a go to find a therapist and if i can have a session before we we film our next podcast because i think that would be like a really good like motivation for me to sort of get it sorted obviously if i can find somebody that Absolutely. quickly yeah um but yeah if you do have any questions please do ask us yeah absolutely like there's there's nothing off limits like mm-hmm. obviously i won't talk specifically about my sessions um i can talk about general things about my sessions mm-hmm. um so if anyone has any questions about like oh how did you deal with this or do you discuss this and how do they go about that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm happy to answer those um yeah. if it's just general therapy questions or uh, you're just in, intrigued about certain th- honestly every, you can ask me anything mm-hmm. i will answer it as best as i possibly can if it's going to help you um otherwise i hope everything else on this podcast was helpful if mm-hmm. you are looking at doing it i could not recommend it enough i've changed so much for the better in the last three months and, and i've definitely noticed it which is such a compliment because mm-hmm. like i i fe- i feel it mm-hmm. like no like <laughs> to the extent where 
running Essex mm-hmm. um, and doing like the behind the scenes, like the business stuff, like uh-huh. the the talking to the the law firms and talking to like oh you know, god th- yeah Taylor fucking like she really bosses that she's it's just like no um, I know that you've negotiated this but this is what we want and this is what we're going to have if you fucking got me to do that three months ago and you were like Taylor you have to send this email mm-hmm. I'd be like excuse me um sorry can I just yeah, scooch on in here can I I, <laughs> I need that because I can't make a phone call without like. Taylor, what do I say? Like, I don't know what to do. What if they question me and I don't know the answer? Literally, like, honestly, three months ago, you fucking get me to do it. I'd have been like, I, I don't think I can. Yeah. And now it's like, it's the boundaries. Mm. It's the boundaries. It's the, I want something, I will get it with respect. Yeah. <laughs> Respectfully. <laughs> I will get it respectfully. respectfully. <laughs> but what about therapy? I just, that wouldn't be me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I recommend it. Go and, go and have a session just yeah have a session even if you don't have a question go get a session and then write into the podcast Mm -hmm. and tell us how it made you feel Mm -hmm. negative or positive let us know and we'll put it on our story it will help other people Mm -hmm. Um, we'll put like a little highlight reel on the on the um instagram as well just so Mm -hmm. everyone else can see it but we're a big advocate of, of therapy so I'm, I'm saying, yeah, I'm like, yeah, go do it, bitches, go do it. And I'm just and looking at you like, like, go do it. Yeah, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll find it, I'll find it. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll do it. Uh, yeah, maybe. Yeah, practice what you preach, bitch. Uh, um, so, yeah, let's end it there. So, yes. uh, Theodore. <laughs> the um, dogs are getting m- My dog's just trying to fight Taylor's dog. Um, regular occurrence. And Nova's just sat there like, oh, these bitches again. <laughs> um, so, yeah, go and follow our Instagram. So, mine is uh, sbodysofa underscore go and you know see theodore go and see all of the the shit that's currently on my story absolutely the reason i'm being cancelled of course (laughs) um and mine is underscore life of taylor um and then obviously we've got assets creators which is currently what this podcast is sponsored by Mm -hmm. and the um instagram for that is assets creators like it is uh assets creators it's actually assets creators we managed to get that out yeah so um go give all of those pages a follow and i guess you will hear us next time absolutely okay bye bitches bye look after yourself (laughs) get Get therapy therapy.